It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. All right, I am John. And I am Matt. And we are Friday Night Games. Welcome to a brand new year, 2021. Wow, can you believe it's been a whole year? No. It was like the longest, shortest year of my life. I mean, it's still not over. It hasn't been a full year of quarantine, but it's been a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> and and the best part about this year so far is that big reset button we were all hoping for that magically be pressed on January 1st has not been. From what I understand, COVID has now mutated and yes, we're all... As of, <laughs> as of two weeks ago, um, we definitely have a different virus coming in in UK, so... Uh, we, we hope you guys are staying safe and healthy as best you can. We're not going to tell you how to live your life, but... Stay safe. Just stay safe. <laughs> that's that's all we can we can say. But since it's 2021, we might as well talk about all the games that we played in 2020. Talk about some of our... Fi- well, we are going to talk about our well, favorite games first, that we played. Let's, let's stop real quick for a second here. How many games did we play in 2021? Okay, so when I was making this list, I, lo- I looked in our Board Game Geek logged plays because Matt is fantastic at logging all the plays that we played together. Thank I, you. I... I appreciate that little bit of hard work. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. I do not log anything I play, so <laughs> we we logged about 430 games played. Not, not that's not necessarily played 430 separate games. Those are just all the all the plays we played. Right. A lot of them, like if I play a solo game, I might log like five or six plays. Yeah, I don't really log anything that I play at home, mainly because I forget. But I'm, I should start doing that so that we can see. Maybe I'll, maybe that'll be my New Year's resolution. I like it. Log all my plays. Yes, I like that. Log your plays. Actually, you could check out our all our logs too. I think we're Friday Night GMS on Board Game Geek also. Games. Oh, Friday Night Games. Yeah. Yeah. So you could check us out there too if you want to see all our, our games played. Maybe we'll throw a link on our website at some point. Yeah, maybe I'll work on that website at some point. (laughs) (laughs) That will be my New Year's resolution. (laughs) Fix the website so John can see stats and stuff. There you go. All right. So Matt and I are going to go over our – going to make a combined top ten list. We're going to go over our top five games that we played in 2020, not necessarily from 2020. First of all, there's so many good games. Yeah. We'll also name a bunch of honorable mentions at the end too. Like there's just some games that are just like, look, this is really good. It should be on your list. It's hard to play. I don't know what you did, but for my list, I, I try to choose anything between 2020, 2019, 2018 to kind of make it more current. My, mine are, I think mine are mostly from 2020 if I'm, if I'm looking at this correctly. So. My, mine are actually too. Yeah. But I do have uh, a 2019 game that was just too good to not sneak in there. Okay. So. I'm, I'm excited to hear your list. I mean, this year started out pretty, like, actually, this year was a pretty big year for Friday Night Games to begin with. I mean, like, we started off the year, I think we went to one of the only board game, or one of the only conventions. (laughs) (laughs) Went to the only, we went to PAX South. Yeah. That was January something. Yeah, just after your birthday, right? right? So... They started off really strong. We met a lot of awesome people this year. You know, we got a lot of good contacts and did a lot of cool interviews. So I think we did a really awesome job this year. I just wanted to thank you, Matt, for being my partner in this. No, thank you for being my partner. You're welcome. You're welcome. Partners in crime or board games. Thank you to our listeners for supporting us this year. We appreciate you guys so much, and you know, especially with us on the Twitch stream and everything too. But I'm not going to get sappy. Let's get to our list, Matt. Let's go with your first game. Okay, okay. So this, first of all, I just want to say this was really tough to choose 
to make a list of my games in order. That was really tough. So I couldn't do that. So these games are just going to be thrown out there as my top games. When I first started making this list, I was ordering them. And I'm like, I like this game better than this game. But then it just became like, you know what? I can't really compare this party game to this heavy game. So then I actually started splitting it up. I actually redid the list. And then I had party games, which could be games for a lot of people. Light, like really simple games for a lot of people. Then I had casual, really simple games for less than a lot of people. It's <laughs> so like four people. Then I had light. So now you're getting into more of a board game, board game. Regular, which is just any game, which isn't, you know, it isn't too heavy or it isn't too simple. And then finally heavy, the games that were, took a lot of time to learn and play. Cool. These games are just the ones that stood out on those lists and i have a lot of honorable mentions but you know my first game i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go with it i think this game is gonna win game of the year okay i think this game is i i consider it a casual game okay because it is like two to four people and it's very simple and that is the crew by cosmos Okay. So I think that is going to be the best game of the year. And it appeals to tons of people. It can get complicated. It, it's really fun. If you haven't played the crew, it's it's Euchre. If you haven't played Euchre, you're just trying to play a card over the next person of the same type. And you're collecting them to try and get past the obstacle that they've outlined in the instruction manual. Yeah, what's cool about the crew is that it comes with, what, 50 scenarios that you have to beat, and then they've got like little small expansions that they've released online and stuff as well. And they announced and, another game coming out next yeah, year. Yeah, it was the one like Under the Sea or something I like think that. So, yeah. the water. I remember when you brought it over and we played it with my wife, and it was it was a ton of fun. And I suck at Euchre. I never played Euchre in like college or high school, and I have a hard time grasping... I have a hard time grasping the rules of Euchre, because I just... I don't want to screw it up because I know I'm with the teammate. This one was like, it was super fun. And it's like you said, casual. And it's co-op. It's right. co-op. You're, you're working as a group. So you fail, you fail a mission. You're just losing to the game. You're not losing to another person. Awesome. I think that's the best game. It stands out the most. And nice. it's going to win. Quote me on this. It's going to win game of the year. Did, it won something this year, didn't it? It did. But, you know, I'm talking like Golden Geek Awards, Dice Tower Awards. I bet you it's going to win game of the year on that. Yeah, this is what they won, like the Spiel Spiel Award. Spiel Spiel, Spiel de Jar. Nice, nice. Cool. So, what is? Are you going with your number one, your number ten? What are you? Uh, what See, are you the, doing? The problem here is I don't know what's on your list, so I don't want to like double it. <laughs> it's okay. If it's on my list, then I'll throw in an honorable mention instead. Okay, cool. So, I think with my first, it's so your number one or your number five or your number ten. It's gonna be in like my middle. Okay. Yeah. Here's your middle. Well, you're 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 just starting casual, so I might just throw in a casual game here. I think I'm gonna go with Fort. Fort. Oh, yeah. so that is a deck building game. Yeah, Fort by Letter Games. So this game, I really enjoy playing Root. I love the art in Root. So it's by Letter Games, the same artist as Root did the art for this the Fort. And what I liked about this game was actually the first game that Matt and I were gonna stream when we started our Twitch streams. But so we know, play a lot of it. We, we played like probably like twenty <laughs> well, games of this for a month. Fort, yeah. yeah. And it, it was just, it was just very easy to learn, and it was super easy to catch on. And you know, I like I like how it it symbolized you know kids being friends as kids, like you know picking friends from like the schoolyard to come over and play. You know, my fort's better than your fort. Eat some pizza, right? Here's so some toys. Yeah, and it was it was a lot of fun to play and and very strategic too, especially when you're you know you're putting things in like the treehouse and stuff like that and trying to earn the most points at the end of the game. So. Yeah, I think like one of the cool things about Fort is the treehouse mechanic. Yeah. The idea of adding cards to your 
So so everything kind of plays in like suits. So as you play suits, they combo. And the fort allowed you to add extra suits to your combos, which right. if you were, you know, if, if you're creating your deck of a single suit or two suits, you can even add wilds to that. So it actually helped you gain a lot of points or do a lot of actions, right. which is pretty, or gain a lot of pizza, for instance. Yeah, and I liked how it was, it wasn't like a deck builder, like say like Dominion or something like that too, right? Like it was very just simple to play and i like how you can choose from like other people's play yards or yards or from the communal yard and do a lot of take that in there and especially when you like took my ghost character all the time <laughs> the last game we played yeah i mean i guess one of the problems of the game is that there's a little bit of randomness from the from the center yard right and there seems to be like a lot of there seems to be some powerful cards in that center yard and occasionally you don't get what you want or the card you get gets someone else gets it, <laughs> which kind of you know, it, which it's, is it, like it's choosing friends game. in grade school, man. Like, yeah, it's yeah, true. It's all petty. It is. Petty. <laughs> I was friends with everybody though, so you know, whatever. Yeah. Cool. Boom, boom. Nice, nice choice. I guess I'll follow up okay. with another fantastic game we played, and I think you'll agree with this. This one is a 2020 game, and it is from one of the companies that really does a good job creating. Games with high production value. What game do you think I'm talking about? Tapestry. No, that's actually from 2019. But Pendulum. Yes, Pendulum. I am talking <laughs> about Pendulum. And the reason why this made the list, because we did play a bunch of Stonemaier games, but yeah. Pendulum really stood out specifically with our group. I didn't think it would. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe... Th- so Pendulum has a cool timing mechanic, and as the timers flip, you can only play in certain spots. And when the timers flip again, you can then take your actions. And we actually played a lot of it. We taught a lot of it without the timers and then we played it with the timers and the timers made the game amazing and it was fun and it was just so like you're so focused on yourself that sometimes you have to focus on other people and you forget and a huge comment from the group was that they just want to keep playing it and that's very rare for our group to say that so having that game and it being super euro and them loving it it really made me like happy and it was cool because I came, I wasn't going to come that day for whatever reason. You had work, I think, or you had a work reason. You had a work reason. I remember. You had uh, a work whatever. Reason, but... I forget I forget why, but I wasn't going to come. And then I, at the last minute, I was like, I'm just going to go because I really want to play this game. And I know once we, once the group gets a game up to the table, it's very hard to get it back to the table after that. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to miss out on it. So I'm glad I did. Some, when I came in, you were teaching it to everyone so i think your brother michaela novi were playing and just hearing michaela like she screwed something up in her school oh the laughing moment yeah and she was like i thought this was this and she was like laughing so hard <laughs> i was like hey this game's great because usually like i don't want to say like we're pretty quiet when we play but a lot of games like we're pretty quiet well it's funny too because the game isn't really a game you're gonna have a ton of fun playing <laughs> like you're gonna be pretty focused on the game itself right. but it was it was great that they had that moment of fun yeah but the, the timers make it chaotic right and you're like try to score all your points and all that but stuff that too, night so. we actually were going to play another game after it but they loved it so much we just played another round right which was really cool so yeah yeah so that is my second pick no order okay this is so hard my second pick i'm gonna have to go with i'm gonna say i'm gonna go for a party game okay Cool. I'll do a party game next too. And I'm going to say Trial by Trolley. Whoa. Why is that? It's hilarious. Okay. Okay. So it's it's by Skybound Games and Cyanide and Happiness. And the game is based on the uh, 
the tri the, the sorry the trolley predicament the, the or, philosopher's trolley predicament yes right. would you would you have to kill this person or this person right so you, you're on a team and you have to uh lay people on the track and then you have to convince whoever's in charge of uh, whoever is playing trolley tom uh, to run over the other people's track you want them to run over the other people's track the other team's track, other team's track right. right so you have to create these like elaborate stories and it was just funny with our playthrough that we played it seemed like everyone had a card when they were the people who were in control of the trolley they had a card in there that really affected them personally <laughs> So like, which was weird because it's not like they like you know query. Yeah, there's like five thousand cards in the game, right? So, <laughs> but it was funny because like someone laid one down. And they're like they were like trying to tug on my emotional heartstrings because there's something about kids in there. And then Novi's Novi's was funny because it had the starting lineup for the uh, New England Patriots. Which he hates. And, and he hates the Patriots. But then I manipulated it for like some peeping Tom going to go peep on his mom. And he, and he loves his mom. And yeah, he's very attached to his mom. So like he loves his mom more than he hates the Patriots. That's <laughs> so, what we learned that day. So he saved the Patriots and killed the peeping Tom. And, you know, and we just that that was actually just like one probably one of the best nights we had as a gaming group because we played so many games that night we played a lot of party games that night yeah right? but we had like two tables set up so like some of us were playing like dead men's cabal and then you were playing fire tower and the duke and then we got together and we played trial by trolley we didn't play test this blah blah, blah. this is all before covid by the way <laughs> right, right, right. This, this is like in like February. This is like when we're like deciding like this is what Friday night games is good. This is how we're gonna play a lot of games, so we're gonna figure everything out and then, and then COVID, COVID hit. Happened. Yeah. And then <laughs> But I like I just remember laughing so hard yeah. at just the game, the cards, and then because Bill backed it, he got like the Kickstarter edition, so we got all these like side eye and happiness packs. Or sorry, the joking hazard packs for Trava Trolley and like those cards are hilarious. So I, I I judge a lot of games based on like how we react as a group, right? And how much fun we're having. So and I think trial by trolley we had a great time playing. Right. So that actually got on my honorable mentions list, and the reason for that is because I don't think it's for everybody. Right. I think definitely it's for our group, but you're not gonna play that with kids, right? Because no. it is it is of similar of the lines of Cards Against Humanity, so it can get vulgar or have some really weird stuff in it. Right. That are just probably inappropriate. But if you're cool with that stuff, then it is probably the best game you can get of that genre. So, like, in my books, yes, it is one of the top party games of 2020 because it came out last year. Yeah. And uh, cool note, it was third on my list of party games. Nice. So you named a party game, so I'll name a party game. This party game came out in 2019. So this is the 2019 game on my list. And it is a draw and write. Okay. Cartographers. Nice. By... Thunderworks Games. Yeah. So that game is fantastic because... You know, honestly, it's a 2019 game, but it really came out in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> One of those games came out, and then we couldn't get it until 2020. Well, the thing is, like, okay, so just on the side note, you know, games are board games are weird like they only produce so many of them it's not like software it's not like a video game where when you, you produce you know hundreds of thousands of copies of a game it's like no you're only going to produce like 10,000 copies and cartographers is fantastic if you never played it 
you basically everyone has a little map and you draw pictures <laughs> on your map and the person who matches the scoring cards with the most points at the end of the game wins so what's cool about this game is that i played it in many different scenarios so i played it with was it four of us when we played it at, at bill's house and then i played it with my wife i played it solo nice. but i've also downloaded the app and i've been playing it a lot on my phone which is cool too Man, that that game is is great. And playing solo, like the point system is brutal. Like it's very hard to to get a, an awesome score. And then I didn't realize how you, how they scored the solo at first. So I was like, "Oh, I, I got so many points this game." And then I read like the uh how to, how to score solo and I was like, "Uh, uh <laughs> You're like, "Oh, I got or one. from like 70 something points to like two. I got two <laughs> points this game." Oh. So it, it's it's hard but yeah that game is a lot of fun and i like and i'm looking forward to the heroes expansion yeah or the heroes because it adds a little bit of abilities one cool note the game they jokingly say it's from one to 100 players basically anyone can play it right together you just have to have the board set up it's pretty and it's a great skype or twitch or whatever game yeah so and, play along. and i like when the the monsters come out because you give the page to someone else Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. The funniest part is when everyone draws the monsters differently. <laughs> it's like, I got to draw your monsters, John. Remember that? Yep. It's like, yeah, you just start perfecting your monster drawing. Another cool pro tip is to have colored pencils or something, too. Yeah, colored pencils and markers, yeah. yeah. Makes it a little bit easier. Cool, yeah. So I'm glad you like my party game. So cool. what's another crazy game on your list? I'm going to say... There's a lot of thought going on there. Yeah... I've got two games from one company, and I'm trying to try to do two. I'm trying to figure out if I which one I like more. I'm gonna go with Godspeed. Whoa, Godspeed. Godspeed! All right, okay. I'm gonna go with Godspeed with this one. The reason why I chose Godspeed is because it's some. It was a game that I really wanted to back on Kickstarter and didn't because you did. <laughs> I did for you, but I was sold by it too. And you know, and it was it wasn't exactly what I was expecting playing it, but basically the the story is that the not necessarily that the, the, the race of the moon was alive, but that the moon was like the target. Right. So basically we've been to the moon, who cares? We have now onto this planet that we're we're trying to terraform it. Terraform it, it and exploit its resources in the game. What I liked about it was how complicated the game seemed to be. Playing it wasn't that complicated. Right. Which is hilarious. I actually have it listed on it's on my list. Yeah. And it, I listed it as like a heavy game, even though I'm like, it's not really a heavy game, but it's a heavy game because the instructions are heavy. Right. Playing the game is not heavy. And when I was playing it, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to like this game. I was like pretty unsure at the start of it because I was so excited to play the game. But I think Panasaurus did like a wonderful job with it. And I really liked, I liked the bidding turn. So at the, at the start of the round, these like bonus cards kind of come up and you have to bid whether you want to use them or not. But you, when you bid, you're taking away a character that's going to give you resources later on in the next, in the next phase, but can give you some like bonuses along the way i like that i liked having the uh, moon phase tracking so you there's points based on how many things you get in this moon phase and there's just different ways to strategize to get your points yeah i like the fact that you had to there's a phase where you had to bid and work together and if you didn't or if you bid the wrong like you know you're like oh i have these things I have these characters in the game and I need them to do very specific actions. But if I use them to bid, I can get even more powerful cards. So it's kind of neat. Like the way that that played out was really neat. Yeah. And I, and I think, I don't know if maybe I liked it because I beat you guys. 
Maybe. But like the game is beautiful. Board's nice. The artwork's nice. Production um, value is top notch. I mean, things from Pandasaurus games are usually top notch. So. Yeah. But I think just, just how how complicated the game looks and seems to be, I feel like I, I clicked with it really well. And I think maybe I think that's why I made my list. Yeah, that's uh, an honorable mention on my list too. Nice. And I ranked it as my top heavy game, even though Panasaurus will tell you it's a medium heavy, <laughs> but it's uh, or a midweight or something. But yeah. I actually consider my midweights are heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did play a really heavy game this year. But anyways, so on that note, I'm gonna throw. I kind of knew that was coming, and I actually didn't have it on my top five. But the other game you were thinking is the game I'm going to mention right now, and that's God's Love Dinosaurs. Right. And I really, really, really love that game. I think maybe because it kind of, like, appeals to a wide audience. Yeah. Like, I could see... Like, I mean, you played it with your daughter. Yep. And she loved it. And you played it with me, and I loved it. And I'm sure I can introduce that to a wide range of people, and they're going to love it. And the game, it isn't very complicated at all. The rule book is very easy to understand. And because of that, I feel like, and there's a lot of strategy to it. Right. So it's like, it's like the perfect game. It's something you could set up within 10 minutes, explain to people in another five, and then everyone plays it together and everyone's going to get it. And you can get a bunch of games in fast. And what's cool about it too, like I was explaining it earlier, that for the amount of things you get in that box, the price point is like pretty cheap. Yeah. And it's all pretty good quality. And it's all good quality stuff. And like you said, like I played it with my four-year-old and, you know, obviously I had to help them during like the phase where the animals eat each other or eat the other animals or whatever. But, you know, like they were able to pick their, their tiles that they wanted to put in. They put their, they made their own habitat and everything and chose which character or what meeples they wanted and it's just it's so much fun yeah and like i said it appeals to a wide range of people and yeah. you know i think i think that that's kind of what i always look for on my list is like can i show this to other people and and have them be excited and that game i feel like you could show to a lot of different people and they'd be really excited to play it so what is your fourth game man this is so hard to pick <laughs> there's so many good ones eh? so many good games i am okay i'm gonna go with i'm not gonna mention the one i'm i was gonna mention just because i haven't played it played it fully okay but i'm gonna go with i think i'm gonna rock the dc deck builder dark knights rising oh oh i'm gonna throw that in there that's a cryptosic game yeah cryptosic entertainment game and what i liked about it i saw it when it was announced at the new york toy fair i saw like a box i was like Hold up, hold up, pause that. Because they were just like kind of panning. Yeah. And I like pause the thing. I'm like, that's a new deck building game. <laughs> so I messaged them about it. I'm like, is this like, is this for real? Like, is this coming out? Because I love, I love the story of the Dark Knight's Metal in the DC comic universe. I- I'm sure if you listen to our podcast, you know John is a huge Batman fan. So I was like, I need this game like as soon as it comes out. So I like pre-ordered it from our game score, our game store, and then we played it for the first time together at all on our live stream a few weeks ago. And what's cool about that game is that, you know, you're trying to save, you know, you're trying to save Batman, obviously from the dark Knight, but like, he is just such a powerful card. Not, not, not that he's a powerful card, sorry, but like the other dark Knights are such powerful cards. And like, they just, you know, when your heroes die, they go into, they're trapped under the dark Knight after Batman who laughs. And, I, and I liked how the metal cards are, are like foil cards. It was very nice to look at. And it wasn't like the original deck building game, you know, where you're, where you're fighting. It, it's very similarly laid out, but just like that Dark Knight mechanic, the weakness card, but it's not called weakness though. Anyway, the weakness card in it, 
is really super powerful and like hinders your score at the end of the game and uh i just love playing it and i want to play it more times i wish i could play it. i wish there was a way to play it solo i'm sure i can figure it out yeah probably combine it with the other solo games or something yeah yeah excellent excellent choices which brings me to my final game again this is in no order but my final game very similar to god's love dinosaurs it is a game you can play with anybody it is simple yet it has complex strategy to it and we live streamed it it is castles of tuscany nice yeah i think it's like it's fantastic i think anyone can play it if you've never played it it's very simple you draft tiles and then you will use matching cards from your hand to play those tiles to your city and when you put or to your land and when you play the tiles to your land you score points or you get extra actions or you get extra workers or whatever and basically comboing to get more points to win the game nice and i had a blast playing it i'm glad we played it as many times as we did because i had a lot of fun yeah i highly recommend it to a lot of people it kind of reminds me it has kind of has that Catan vibe being such a euro game where the theme doesn't really matter but it just like the vibe of it you feel like anyone's gonna enjoy this similar to Catan. like i feel like if you like Catan, i could tell you go play castles of tuscany it is very good and you will and it's so simple You'll to pick like up and learn oh is that your take is yeah that your hot take yeah yeah hot take. i i mean i think it's different i'm not gonna say that because i don't want anyone to stop listening to us because we just said <laughs> go play tuskity over Catan. but uh i might agree with you yeah <laughs> cool yeah yeah that was great and what i what was cool about that game was that you know we weren't expecting Robinsberger to uh, it was like not out of the blue but like kind of out of the blue they messaged us like hey can you review this game well, for us so i was looking and, and you know they were sending that game out to a lot of people because they're trying to get it out to the public and you're just like you know this actually makes sense because this game's actually fantastic yeah <laughs> It might so. be one of my favorite games we played this year. Oh, it is, I guess, by this list, yeah. <laughs> right? But it's it's my favorite game I played this year, and you're just like you're kind of surprised because you don't really hear a lot of buzz about it. But that's the way Euro games are, right? They don't have that IP. They're just like you know, it doesn't have to be making castle. It doesn't have to be making a duchy. You could be farming corn, <laughs> you know. But the point is, it plays really well. It's a lot of fun. And I think that game is fantastic. And awesome. I think it, I think a lot of different ages, a lot of different groups would like it. Awesome. All right. So my final game, I'm leaving it to the end only because it's my newest game that I put in my collection, but it is Unmatched, Red, Little Red Riding Hood versus Beowulf. Oh, I mean, do, could you consider Unmatched in general one of the best games you played this year? Yes. But the reason why I chose this one is because it's got some different mechanics in it that i think are kind of game changed the game okay tell me more. so right out of the box when i when i opened it up i noticed that it had these door pieces i was like well this is new what's this all about so when you're in the battlefield there's a section in the middle of the board that you can go into there's these doors that you can yeah, you place on the on the battlefield and those act as barriers so i can spend a move action to open a door and move into it and then i spend another move action to close it so that blocks any attacks from a character outside of the battlefield so if they want to attack me they have to open that door and then if they can is, attack me is that a character ability or is that just an ability of the board it's ability of the board oh cool and then a, se a second cool thing in there is that little red riding hood has a quote-unquote basket so when you play a card and it goes into your discard pile 
that becomes Riding Hood's uh, basket. So there's little, there's different symbols on there. They're like weapons that she can use. And if you play a card that has that symbol on it, you can use that card's effects to do damage to the other character, which I think is a really cool, a cool thing to strategize your turns to to do most damage. And then with Beowulf, he has rage tokens. So you get rage tokens when Beowulf gets damaged, and then he in turn can then use those to up his attack value on the next turn. So there's a total of three rage tokens you can do it three times throughout the game. And I think, you know, I, I was, when we live streamed on match last week, I was thinking like, how can they, how can they improve this game? Cause most of the, most of the games are very, they're the same game, essentially just some of the stuff, some of the battlefields are different. So I was, that was on the top of mind after we streamed. And then I got this box in the mail a couple of days later and I was like, okay, that they've done it. And then they, they announced you know the marvel line that's coming yeah, out that's, that's another which is going to be pretty games. sweet so right. i think you know the unmatched game system is is fantastic and beautiful wow cool well that's uh okay so let's go through that list again so we have so on my side and no order and i actually this is the order i have it listed but it isn't exactly the order that it, it goes in i have gods love dinosaurs the crew castles of tuscany pendulum and cartographers and i have fort godspeed dc deck building dark knights rising trial by trolley an unmatched Little Red Riding Hood versus Beowulf. Nice. So are there any other honorable mentions? Maybe a game we, we played in 2020 that we probably should have played before 2020. <laughs> I don't have anything on my list that, that's earlier, but I can give you... St- I can give you four honorable mentions. Sure, throw them out. And I'm just saying four because I really we, we they need to be on 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 list. So My City by Cosmos Games. Oh, that's one of my honorable mentions too. Awesome. Wait, I'm gonna give you one. Okay. Mysterium Park. Awesome. Yeah. Not on my list. Moonflight. Oh, nice. Huh? Yep. I actually left out all indie developers. I feel like that's oh, a did totally, you? Yeah. Okay. But different different story. There M- we Moonflight actually could be ranked as my top game of the year <laughs> but we'll just keep going so moonflight by mannequin games horrified Ooh, yeah i feel like that's a game that we should have played because it was we had a ton of fun playing it yeah i wish i got that game earlier i was trying to buy it while we were at pack south this is where it becomes hard because sometimes you can't get a game until the next year right even right. though it came out 2019 I was gonna buy it at Pack South, but it was the person selling it was selling it for like sixty bucks American. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cheaper at home. Yeah. So I waited, I waited, and then I waited a long time to get it after I got home. This one I put on the list because I'm having fun playing it, but I haven't finished it yet, and it's Gloomhaven: Jaws of the Lion. Nice. So yeah. it should it should be on on like best game. That could of the that year. could be game of the year. Yeah. That actually that actually probably will win game of the year. Yeah. <laughs> The, the reason why it's just not on my official list is because I haven't finished playing it. Gotcha. But it's such a good introduction to the lore of Gloomhaven, and it really immerses you into the whole the whole world there. This might be the oldest game that we play that we haven't played. Um, the game. <laughs> <laughs> Which was sent to us, and when we played it, I'm like, wow, this... I have it down as, like, a lighter, casual game, but it, we had so much fun playing it. And it's very surprising that we hadn't played it. And, but, but then again, maybe it was surprising because there's so many games, things just get lost in a shuffle, right? Right. So I'm glad we played that. Me too. I think the last game I have on my list, I put it on there because it introduced introduced us to this new gaming system that the op is releasing some stuff in and it's scooby-doo escape the haunted mansion that was going to be my next honorable (laughs) mention too we had a ton of fun playing that one too and it, it hooked me for this reason and when playing it 
I actually felt like I was in a Scooby-Doo episode and everything that everything that happens in the game, it's like that would, that would actually happen in an episode. So what's cool about this game is the creators, Jay Cormier, Senfun Lim, and Cammy Mandel, when they brought it to the people who own the rights to Scooby-Doo, 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 Scooby-Doo. <laughs> when they brought it to the, the people who own the rights to Scooby-Doo, they asked, is this one of our episodes? But it's not. They wrote this game from scratch but it's so good. Yeah, it really fit the theme. And I guess Sen Fu, Fu Lim is like a huge Scooby-Doo fan, so he was just like way into it, right? And they're they're coming out, or they have come out with the Shining version of it, which I need to snag. I need to see if the store has it here because I, I think the doing that in the Overlook Hotel would be, would be really cool. Yeah, I, I really like that game. I'm glad we got to try it. Yeah. Uh, I have one more honorable mention, and this is actually a heavy game, and it's probably up for one of the top games of the year. I played a lot of solo, but we hadn't played as a group. Tekinu. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, basically an Egyptian game where you're choo- you're drafting dice, and you're trying to get... It's kind of Euro-ish. You're trying to gain as many points as possible. The cool mechanic is that as the rounds go, it changes the dice that you can select. Cool. Chosen dice tainted dice and then dice you can or the that are forbidden and so forbidden dice you can't select at all tainted dice they give you a negative effect at the end of a round of a scoring round or every four rounds sorry you'll get an you'll get a negative effect from it and then there's chosen dice which give you this like pause or pure dice they give you uh, a positive effect now i can't I wanted to put it up there, but the thing is, it's really, really ruly. There's a ton of rules. Even as I was playing it, I'm rereading rules. Some of the things are on the board, but they still don't make any sense. <laughs> you have to like still have the rules in front of you. That's and okay. I played a lot of solo, which has different rules for the computer too. So, right. but yeah, that's a good honorable mention. I know it's going to be one of the top, one of the higher rated games. I'm glad I played it, but unfortunately, we didn't have time to bring it to the to the group. You know, I, I want to play it. So one yeah. day, one day, one day. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening to our top games that we played in 2020. Yeah, we look forward to playing many games this year, and hopefully our plays are more than what we played last year. I'm raising my eyebrows. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) It's going to be hard. Yeah. That's okay. I'll log more. Okay. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Oh, is there any game, just uh, out of curiosity, is there any game that really fell flat for you? Yeah, uh, Mary Postis. Oh yeah, that fell flat for me too. Especially coming coming out of you know the high of wingspan. You know the the game's really gorgeous and it's beautiful to look at. I just the gameplay for me wasn't didn't stick out. So so to me it was along the same lines like it was a regular board game and which put it in the category of Gods Love Dinosaurs and Castles of Tuscany, but it just didn't have the same excitement over it. Like I didn't have the same excitement. I just felt like. I felt like there, there's some things where like this could have been done differently. You know, they have this like system. Remember where you're collecting the different colors? Yeah. I felt like that could have been done way differently. Like if you could collect it, like you could collect one of each egg and then get another bonus, right? Like I felt like they just missed on a couple different levels. Yeah, I but, think with no one, we didn't even collect all that either to gain the bonus points and stuff. It was hard. Yeah. Yeah. But. I mean, whatever. You know, some people love it. Just, you know, fell flat for me a little bit. Yeah, I think one of the games that fell flat for me, it's a game that everyone really loves. I don't know. I just did not really like it. It's called Under Falling Skies. 
Okay. And it's a solo game that everyone's like buying, and like this game is amazing. But I got to play it at Gen Con, and I wasn't really sold <laughs> on it. It was like you know the game slowly. It's kind of neat. It has a neat concept. It's like Space Invaders. These enemy spaceships keep falling towards you, and you have to kind of use whatever abilities you like. You draft dice, and that moves your that helps you like attack these people. And it just didn't. I don't know. I just didn't find it as great as like. I don't know what I'm seeing the content creators pushing it. I feel like a lot of content creators are pushing it and I'm like, I don't know, I could do without it. Is there a game that you're looking forward to this year a lot? I haven't really thought about that too much, but the one game I am looking forward to, I know is Oath. Okay. Yeah, just, you know, I'm a big fan of letter games. Yeah, I think mine for me is going to be Mind Management. Nice, nice. So, I we we we've played it on Tabletopia. I back the Kickstarter. So it's by the same, actually the same creators of the Scooby-Doo and the Haunted Mansion. Oh, cool. Created that game, but it's also based on like one of my favorite comic books under the same name, My Management. We we played it on uh, online yeah. and it was really good. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to more playing it in person. Yeah, but I got the, the big deluxe box, so I'm nice. looking forward to it. Nice. I guess I'm also, I know Stonemaier Games is coming out with an, a new game this year. I'm really looking forward to seeing what it is. Yeah. So that should be pretty cool. Cool. Well, thanks thanks for sharing your list with me, Matt. Yeah. Check back next week because next week we're going to be talking about some of our favorite moments of 2020. Nice. Which could just be us sitting alone in a room playing board games by ourselves. But that's all right. <laughs> it should be a really funny one. All right. So thank you to our listeners for supporting us and if you like what you hear don't forget to follow us on all our social medias instagram at friday night games underscore official twitter at friday night gms we twitch stream live every monday night so twitch.tv slash friday night games if you have a game for us to check out or you want us to check out a game just shoot us an email info at friday night games and remember to check back next friday for our next episode and remember it's friday night let's have some fun